Jimmy, this sounds kind of crazy, but I snuck an instrument into the movie theater and I've got it no right way. here at the popcorn counter. Yeah. Well, what, what did you bring? What did you bring? Well, you've got to guess. I think it'd be best if you guessed because you can't see it because we're actually not at the same popcorn counter. <laughs> You're like 4,000 miles away from me. Miles away. I'm all ears. <laughs> it's a trombone. Is that right? Incorrect. <laughs> oh. It's a. It's not a banjo, is it? It. I like this one because it sounds a little banjo-y. It's a. It's a ukulele. Oh God! The people at the counter are asking me to stop playing with their eyes, <laughs> looks, and glances. Wow. Say that's not okay. I think it's only only because of music licensing, isn't it? I think precisely. It's, surely, really, they should be pay, paying you for uh, for playing. It is ukulele, isn't it? It is ukulele. Yeah, yeah. It is a ukulele, and it could be <laughs> our intro music. I noticed in the jazz singer, which we talked about recently. Um, that there was intro music and exit music. Yeah, there was. But there, there used to be a thing, wasn't it? Because um, I, I'm sure I remember seeing the same for Lawrence of Arabia, isn't it? And um, yeah, I think it's the same for 2001 when we went, went to see like a yeah. like a proper 65 mil print re-release of 2001. Yeah, very a few classy. years ago. Yeah, and, and, was, they yeah, had, and there was there was like intro, like a, there was an like overture. Yeah, and interval music sometimes. You'd never break to go to the bathroom and get the Google yeah. Peas and all that, and then. Um, You'd have some music. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they they do that in Gandhi. I think, don't they? Yeah. Interval music. But, so, so it was a th- it was a thing. But Jazz Singer, of course, is a musical film, and it has music to bring it in and bring it out, and music throughout. Well, I was going I was going to ask you about you know, whether you feel that um, that music is you know, like concert movies. Do they really work? Is that like you know like a proper music film? Um, do you ever go and see a music? If you've seen many music films, is that sort of thing that you would ring your bell? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> and did you bring your own ukulele when you went? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Bit, I, I can remember going to like is it a, a few years ago now. People going to like clubs and bringing along like bongos. Oh really? Oh, like bring their own drums to clubs and they kind of sit in the corner and play along to the records. That that's not a thing that people do anymore. I'm sure. No, That'd be ridiculous thank, going home on the bus not. with your own bongos. But do, but uh, music. Do you think it works on on screen? Um, sometimes for sure. Like I'll mention a couple of titles um, that really work, and I've also got one that absolutely did not work. But um, <laughs> you know who's pretty good at this is Martin Scorsese. Um, who right? I yeah, I think he had a hand in Woodstock as well. But um, and I think he did a documentary on Woodstock, um, the Last Waltz, which is the final concert of the band, and it features the band. Of okay, fantastic. I love that film. So I think it definitely works there. And it's I have I've never seen that. It's supposed to be one of the you know, top concert yeah. movies of all time, it's, isn't it? It's worth it. It holds up. Um, there, you know, all, all sorts of guests stop by: Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, Van Morrison, uh, Neil Diamond, who we talked about recently. Um, mm. So and it's just well shot. He's got lots of cameras there, and it's all around. Uh, I think the, the the urgency is the fact that this is their last concert before they're going to break up, and it's a live performance. But they cut in some interviews and um, some recorded ver- uh, performances as well. I thought that one worked really well. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen "Gimme Shelter" by the Rolling. It's a Rolling Stones film when they had their in response to Woodstock. They had a concert at an, a speedway called Altamont in California, and that's a really okay. good film for the wrong reasons, I think. But 
Um, <laughs> there are, there's like a bunch of of, um, of of Rolling Stone live movies, aren't there? Yeah, I the, think it's not the only one. No, but I think that one's a Maisel's Brothers film, so it's very documentary and fly fly okay. on the wall kind of stuff. And then just the the story of Altamont, which breaks in, sort of degenerates into this violence, and the Stones are kind of helpless and they're not really protected very well. Um, at the venue and they've hired the Hells Angels to do security for them. It's just a disaster and it just makes it a very interesting film. Um, <laughs> what a great plot and a setup. Yeah. yeah I mean, you couldn't, you, you couldn't write it any better than that. Yeah. So, I, mean, I think that one works as well. And then one that really struck me as a kid was a Pink Floyd film. I think it's called Live at Pompeii, but that's what happened. Okay. They're in the amphitheater of Pompeii. And I was obsessed with Pompeii as a kid and I was just getting into <laughs> Pink Floyd around the same time, like 10, 11, 12 years old. Um, sort of, and I saw it in a theater. We had this one theater in my hometown where they would show concert films, Yellow Submarine, Hard Day's Night, things like that. Um, but they showed it, and it was it was like a dream come true. It was just like I loved the music. I loved the fact that they're in Pompeii, and then you could you get some shots of the amphitheater in the area, and it's just cool. Mm-hmm. So those are three concert films that I definitely think right. work. So- my, my my experience with these concert movies is is all kind of rooted in the eighties rather than the seventies. Yeah. The first time I can like really positively remember seeing a concert film, and I hope this counts, is um, Purple Rain. Absolutely, yes. Um, when uh, when I was growing up, so I grew up in Nottingham, which is in the East Midlands in the UK. It's about a, imagine on the map of the UK yeah. and put a dot like the furthest you can possibly get from the sea. Oh. Um, that's and that's where I grew <laughs> okay. up. Um, and uh, like in the in the mid eighties, they built the uh, the Royal Concert Hall mm. in Nottingham, which is like the most eighties building you could imagine. It's had like kind of glowing neon sculptures and sort of this brushed chrome everywhere oh, and kind of weird curving shapes. I mean, for a provincial town, it's quite ambitious architecturally. But yeah. they uh, they they so they built the Royal Concert Hall like in the eighties when I was like a teenager. Um, and there weren't enough touring bands for them to fill the concert hall every night. Mm. So the way that they would um, uh, offset the enormous cost of building this um, this concert hall was that they would show movies on the off nights. And I went to see Purple Rain yeah. at the Royal Concert Hall. And the projectionist um, must have been a big fan of Prince because I remember my, my ears ringing as I came out from the film. It was so loud. They you know, played it and yeah. um, you know, watching it in a concert hall at what felt like almost concert hall volumes really felt like I'd been to a, a proper Prince gig. Yeah. Um, Purple Rain is a, it's a, it's a, a strange kind of amalgam of some fantastic, amazing live footage yeah. when Prince was, you know, absolutely at his height. Yeah. And then combined with some absolutely terrible plot scenes, which, yeah. <laughs> which kind of sort of go nowhere and are poorly acted Oof. and are kind of really clunky. A lot of them shot like in one take as well, I think. Yeah. It's all just kind of put the camera down, get the actors, get, kind of get them to sort of quickly do the plot bits and then we can get back to the, the concert footage. The actual concert footage, just so fantastic. Yeah. And uh, and the album I, I bought at the same time after seeing the film and played the album to death over that summer in, must have been 84, I think it was, was it? 84. Purple Rain, yeah. I think. When it came out in the um, yeah, and absolutely kind of wore that album out. That really made me want to seek out more concert films. But you know, back in the 80s, there weren't a great many of them. They tried to do it again with Prince with Sign of the Times. Which I saw last summer outside, in an outdoor no, theatre. did he? Oh. Yeah. Now, I remember going to see that you know, when it, 
first came out, which must have been 88 or something like that, 89, okay. and being distinctly underwhelmed. And it's not nearly as exciting a performance, I thought, as the, no, the no. performance they captured I, for Purple Rain. Yeah, I didn't like it much. And the, the, there is kind of some story pasted into that one, but it's definitely more concert footage. Um, but it's ironically not, yeah, not nearly as strong as Purple Rain, though. I think they just captured lightning in a bottle. Yeah. The, the other 80s, quintessential 80s band yeah. with an 80s... Um, uh, concert film which really is um something else is uh, stop making sense have oh, you seen that yes good choice yeah so I, I saw that last summer outside too interesting yeah yeah um love it love the talking heads love that film saw it when it came out i was in high school and whew, still love it uh, we were on holiday in the spain a couple of years ago and um uh we watched uh some of stop making sense in the hotel room on like a hot lazy afternoon when we couldn't quite have the energy to get out and do anything um, and it's, it's such an exciting performance. It's just fantastic. And it feels you know, really quite loose and it feels very live. You know, it doesn't feel kind of slick and overdubbed. Um, it, uh, you really feel like you're there. Yep. And I think it does work well as sort of documentary and concert film somehow. Um, and they're, yeah, they're not trying to mix in any plot, really. There's the, I guess, the... Uh, the tension of the growing band and all of that, and then the Tom Tom Club coming out and doing their song without David Byrne. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's a film that definitely works. The best concert film should just feel like you went to a gig. Um, and it's it's very difficult to reproduce that, isn't it? I'll, mess, I'll mention in passing, this is just a tongue-in-cheek, but Spinal Tap, same era. <laughs> Love that film. Um, and then... We just talked about Elvis recently, and I think we both agreed that some of the musical moments were the best uh, thing in that film. And I was reminded, in part because I heard uh, um, Jeff Bridges, sorry, Jeff Bridges talking on a podcast, and he mentions this film by, um, it's really a Bob Dylan film called Masked and Anonymous. Mm. And Dylan wrote it with some uh, pseudonym, some Russian pseudonym. It's a terrible terrible film the ter- the story is terrible <laughs> but um it's early 2000s and he's got this great band and it's all kind of a setup for them like doing sound checks and practicing for this gig then is it going to happen or is it not going to happen but they like the elvis there's about five or six scenes where it's really just dylan and his band mm. just at top form playing a couple songs and it doesn't justify making a rubbish film but it's a good experience because you do, as you said before, just seeing a good performance, you almost feel like, okay, I didn't see a concert, but I saw these guys preparing for a concert and it felt authentic and it was, it was great. Uh, but don't go see it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just see those, those edited six songs. Yeah. It's kind of, I think the concert film is making a comeback, comeback isn't it? There's, I mean, there's, there is a few of them littered over, over Netflix. There's, um, there's a Justin Timberlake like filmed concert, uh-huh. which apparently is supposed to be very good. I haven't seen it. There's a couple of ones from Taylor Swift as well. Oh wow! So it, it does feel like it's something that's kind of making a bit of a comeback. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there was there was a Katy Perry one, wasn't there, a few years ago, yeah. which toured. I know that, that was that was you know that got like a proper theatrical release because it was playing at our local Odeon. Yeah, yeah. And, and why not make a comeback? You've already you know planned this event. It's all staged. Why not film it and double dip and make more money off of it? Yeah. The one concert film I really want to see, mm-hmm. uh, which I haven't, is um, is I filmed that by the Beastie yes. Boys. No, I think there's but, a, there's a swear word. There's an expletive at the beginning of it, isn't <laughs> no, it? No, we got we got it. We got to keep our we got to keep our PG <sighs> rates. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so so the Beastie Boys did a concert and they gave out like five hundred video cameras yeah. and just told people, oh, just film stuff. Yeah, 
And then they and then they handed in the uh, like all the the the, the tapes yeah. and cut together Ugh. a concert film from these five hundred. I'm I'm quite impressed that they got five hundred cameras back. You think surely they would <laughs> get about true. twenty back? But um, and this this was pre the days when everybody could film four K on their phone, I suppose. Yeah. But um, the idea of if if the idea of uh, a good concert film is that you feel like you've been to a concert, well, who better to film it than the people who yeah. have gone to the actual concert? Precisely. You know, let's it's, this is proper kind of POV concert yeah, yeah. Uh, concert experience yeah. and diverse diverse uh, perspectives on the the events. Yeah, so uh, that's like yeah, that's that's the way that it should be filmed. Um, kind of now that artists can't make any music from. Um, from pre-recorded material you know you can't really make a living out of spotify particularly and you can't you know make a living from selling cds anymore so singers now have to sing for their supper and go on tour and, yeah. and actually appear in front of the audience so maybe we should have like a whole bunch of concert movies coming up then it should be like a resurgence yeah. why not i mean as i said yeah i think and the streaming platform works perfectly for it and there is a connection to the elvis film again in that tom parker kind of um God, he almost invented like the the closed, I don't know, is that, like closed circuit. What is that? What's the expression? There? It's like a, a a concert that he beams out from one place to various parts of the oh, world. Oh yeah, like a like a sort of a live simulcast, simulcast or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you'd make money off that by like a pay per view structure. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, during the pandemic, I'm surprised you didn't see more of that as well. I mean, you could sign on to someone's Facebook page and watch them perform with their cat in the <laughs> living room or whatever. But I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised that we didn't see more of that somehow. So yeah, I think you're right. Could be a a new trend, and, and you know Netflix is ready for that. Again, they don't have to write new material. You're, someone's already yeah. putting the show on. You might as well film it, and paste a couple yep. interviews yeah. in, and call it a film. Right. It's it's decided. Get your ukulele. We're going to make a concert film. <laughs> All we need to do is write some songs. How how hard can it be? <laughs> It's not hard at all. It's uh, what, what, not hard at all. Money for nothing and chicks for free, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>